0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah Golseth.
0: are you a student we're all students at some point in time but what does education look like particularly when we look at it through the lens of Classical Lutheran Education. And uh, our friends at the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education have a great conference going on this summer and um, great speakers. And one of the award winners joining us today as well, Dr. Thomas Korchak, Associate Professor of Theology at Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, is the CCLE winner of the Magistar Magnus Award, and he's also author of Serpents in the Classroom and Lutheran Education. Dr. Korchak, thanks for joining us in the Coffee Hour today.
1: It's really good to join you today.
0: Why is classical Lutheran education important today?
1: Well, I think in the past, we assumed, rightly or wrongly, that there was a, a certain synergy between what children learned in public education and and what they were learning at church. That may not have been true, but we could have assumed that there were some Christian underpinnings to what, what they were learning. N- not so much the material they were learning, but the way they were learning it in a way that prepared them to receive the word of God properly. Well, over the the, the past, let's say 50 years, 75 years, secular education has continued to diverge from the church. And as a result, the church needs to become more deliberate in the way she teaches her children. So where did classical Lutheran education begin for you? When did you first get started with it? That's a really interesting uh, story to give, uh, (laughs) Sarah. I'd have to go back to when I started uh, a school. We were in northern Ontario. We, We were starting a Lutheran school, and there were no Lutheran schools around at all. So we were basically starting from scratch. And I wanted to learn why we started school. Why is it that the Missouri Senate in particular is so into education and it's so important, way more than any other denomination, even any other Lutheran group. And so I started looking for stuff to read and I just couldn't find anything interesting. And uh, that led me to classical Lutheran education and some of the work that was going on in the early years of CCL. And uh, from there, I wanted to read more, but there wasn't much written. And so I ended up going and getting a master's degree and a doctorate, and I just kept reading and researching, and it ended up to be where it is today.
0: So I assume in all of that studying, in all that research, when you do all that studying and research, then you have to share it with others. And so you've written a couple of books as well. Tell us about the questions that you address in your more recent book, Serpents in the Classroom.
1: Right. Well, in the first book, in Lutheran education, I looked at the historical background and how the classic liberal arts played a role in, in Lutheran education. And then people kept saying, well, yeah, but what about today? And so the second book, Serpents in the Classroom, really looks about, what about today? And that book got its start because when I was teaching and I had Lutheran teacher students, in one particular class, I I ran short of time and I panicked a little bit. I, and I looked around in in the classroom and they had all these classic secular education posters of them on the, the the walls, and I said to the class, I know, let's research what these people taught, believed, and confessed. Mm-hmm. And that revealed, like, we were all shocked about their theological views and that how they looked at education as a theological enterprise. Not a Christian theological enterprise, but theological enterprise nonetheless. And so Serpents in the Classroom looks at the Unspoken theology that underpins much of secular education and where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a, a couple examples of those of of what you found to, in writing this book? Yes. So uh, a good example is Maria Montessori, and you know, even even casual observers of education, parents, you've probably seen a Montessori school street corner or advertised. And they'll say, well, this is just child-centered education. Well, it was started by a a woman, a doctor in Italy, Maria Montessori, who was uh, a Roman Catholic, but she also had deep Gnostic views. And she viewed children as a little, she she called them divine embryos. Basically, they were very miniature gods and goddesses. And it was the educator's job is to to nurture this divine nature of children so that then they could lead this world into a new world order where there would be peace and happiness and we would all get along with each other. Well, as a Christian, we, we would probably not encourage our children to look at themselves as little god and goddesses. <laughs> and yet that underpins much of Montessori-type education. Now, all of this isn't talked about in our colleges of education and i don't i especially in our lutheran colleges i'm not too uh negative about our professors because they themselves haven't haven't had the opportunity to read and research about these people i only found out about it by accident so i'm i'm quite patient with with other people cuz there's just a lot out there that we should be thinking about and examining
0: so <clears throat> Tell us more about the theological presuppositions that undergird this contemporary education that maybe surprised you. I mean you shared one about the Montessori right. method. Were there others that that were surprising to you
1: well there are are two strains of thought that are are very popular in contemporary education, and they come bubbling out in contemporary culture as well. The one which I've alluded to is is gnostic education. And Gnosticism, it, it emphasizes the, the divine inside of us. And so you are to look inside for meaning. You are to look inside of yourself for truth. You are to look inside to find your genuine self. And we've all heard that sort of phraseology used. We see it bubbling up in children's movies, right? Where mm-hmm. the path to happiness is, is to discover your true self and to pursue that true self. And that's very, very popular in, in educational thought today. The other one that's common is, is Neo-Marxism. And Neo-Marxism is, comes out in ways that we have to look towards the community or the collective for truth, for wisdom. And so children are to work together on their own in groups in order to arrive at the right information. And anything that smacks of authoritarianism, of, of being an authority, is to be discouraged in, fa- in favor of of the group. Well, if you think in terms of authority as a Christian educator, there's a problem with that, isn't there? Because we run into the fourth commandment, And if we say there is no authority higher than the the group or the self, then we really have a problem with that fourth commandment. Mm -hmm. So then how does classical Lutheran education give give a much different way for children to learn and to be educated than these other theories and and theological things that, that you discovered researching for this book? I think that... The way we have to start looking at education, and this is where classical Lutheran education comes in, is looking at preparing children so that they can properly receive the word of God and properly live out their their vocation in Christ. So what does that entail? It, It means that I have to stop looking to myself as a source of knowledge and acknowledge that I'm a sinful human being in need of forgiveness and that I must look outside of myself for truth, for wisdom, for guidance. And and that truth ultimately comes from Christ. So in in Scripture, we have the saving truth that is revealed. But classically, the, the, the Christian churches recognize that God reveals truth also, not saving truth, but truth in the world that is around us. And so that's why it, it, good Christian education has always emphasized a, a well-rounded education. Because wherever you find truth, if it's true, it comes from God. Now, what, what knowing the truth of Scripture and the truth of Christ enables me to do is is gauge what is true out in the world and what is is false. Because if it contradicts Scripture and if it contradicts Christ, then it cannot be true.
0: So, what does this mean for you then in your vocation as an educator, of of the, in, in involved in the formation of, of future pastors and those who are also teaching and future educators?
1: Right. Well, we all have to recognize that we we have all been shaped by this thinking one way or another, right? You have, I have, mm-hmm. all of your listeners have. So it's all a part of us. And so I think the first step is being able to step away from the way we have been taught and saying, is this the way we should be teaching our children? Is this the way we should be catechizing? And what do we need in order to do that better? And I think that's where our friends at, at CCLE really are, are performing a, a great service to the church. They're an excellent resource. Often the the biggest question I get from, from as parents, from pastors, from teachers is, how do you do this? How do I start this? How do I introduce it? And CCLE provides some excellent resources, both on their webpage, as well as the people that are involved, because the if you want to know how to do it the best way to find out is to talk to the people who are doing it and some of the obstacles and some of the the benefits that they've they've found there and so they offer support to families to homeschoolers to educators to schools working to bring a, a fuller sense of lutheran education into the classroom and i in in my from my perspective people say well how do i become a a classical Lutheran school, like it's like turning on a light switch. And I think all of us, whether you're in a a formal classical school or not, we can orient towards the principles of classical Lutheran education and incorporate it into our classrooms or into our teaching or into our educational philosophy.
0: Dr. Korchak, congratulations on the Magister Magnus Award from the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. for are receiving that award this year. And thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: It has been a privilege.
0: You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>